scale of one to ten for what? It's a ten. Digging in to help neighbors dig out. A slushy, sloppy end to the week for the GTA. While east of us gets walloped with a pre-winter storm. Good evening. We'll bring you that story in a moment. But we begin tonight with yet another example of violence along Toronto's transit system. The most recent, a pair of separate attacks on the subway just last night. Police are calling them random and concerning. CTV's John Musselman is at Kennedy Station where the assaults took place and joins us now with our top story. John. Well, Michelle, police are asking for the public's help in identifying uh, this uh, man who's alleged of uh, committing these attacks on a man and a woman last night. Toronto police say the latest attacks happened here at Kennedy Station last night. A man was punched multiple times unprovoked after boarding a subway car. An hour later, a woman was violently shaken and robbed. Police have now identified the alleged attacker as 25-year-old Brandon Sevilla Zalea. He is wanted for robbery, assault, and uttering threats. Transit riders say the violence is unsettling. I think the security forces needs to be out more just to let the public feel like there's a presence of them there. I think it's more of a social problem than anything else, yeah. It's, uh, there's a lot of problems involved. I think they need more security officers around on the platforms. Yeah. Two women were stabbed at High Park subway station on December the 8th. 31-year-old Vanessa Kurpuska died of her injuries in hospital. Another woman, a 37-year-old, was treated in hospital and released. The murder is one of several alarming random acts of violence on TTC property this year. In June, a woman was doused in a flammable liquid on a bus at Kipling Station and set on fire. The 28-year-old died of her injuries. In April, a woman was pushed onto the tracks and broke a rib. That same month, a man was stabbed in the neck at St. George's Station. Also in April, a 21-year-old international student was shot multiple times outside Sherburne Station. He later died in hospital. Transit spokesperson Stuart Green says officials are stepping up security on the system. We've taken a number of steps so far, uh, you know, to, to improve safety and, and to increase patrols in the system. We have additional special constable patrols out in the subways every day now. Um, but the meeting yesterday was about uh, looking at additional ways uh, to improve that safety even more. I think there's a problem regarding the underhoused. I think there's a problem regarding mental illness on the system. We need these things addressed for the sake of transit workers and transit riders. There's a issue on transit regarding violence, harassment, other issues, and we want the TTC to do what it can to try to address these problems. Transit officials have met with the police and the mayor's office to look at ways to further improve security for all riders. We also talked to a number of riders today who said they use their street sense, their street smarts. If they feel uneasy on a subway car, they will often get off that car and catch another one. Reporting live, I'm John Musselman. I'll send it back to you. Thank you, John. A lot of people are digging out tonight following Thursday's storm that rolled through the region, particularly fierce in the GTA's east. CTV's Andrew Brennan reports on the aftermath and the cleanup. That's not a riverbank. That's a street in Scarborough. The forecasted snowstorm was more of a mixed bag, and by the next day, much of the snow had melted. Durham region got dumped on with a little more, prompting many school buses to be cancelled for a second day. And the waterlogged accumulation made for the rite of passage into winter, traveling snow, a bit more of a chore. Yeah, on a scale of 1 to 10 for what? It's a 10. For sure. It's heavy stuff. Nancy and Joe started their day being good neighbors. 
Shoveling the neighbor's driveway. We just did ours, and the snow is heavy. She's a retired a woman, so we're shoveling her driveway for her. Lives by herself, and so we need to uh, give her a hand. And her snowblower wouldn't work today anyway. It's too thick and heavy. Aurelia wasn't spared, getting more than twice the snowfall than parts of the GTA. We definitely got it here today. It's probably not the first or the last time that we're going to get it this year. So, par for the course in Aurelia. I can confidently say that uh, we are doing a great job. But Toronto's snow removal czar says they didn't even have to plow much of the city because of lack of snow on the streets. Very happy to say that the activation went well and that we're now just in a cleaned up mode. Hydro companies reported isolated outages and crews were at work throughout the day. Now that the digging out is done, the shovels are waiting for the next dance with Mother Nature. Meanwhile in Canada, it's winter. So, you know, what can you do? Andrew Brennan, CTV News. And the weather may come into play for deliveries, too. Regardless, if you have anything to send out before the holidays, you better do it soon. The deadline to send a parcel across Canada is Monday or Wednesday if it's priority and express post. It will cost you more to send a package this year by nearly 40% because of fuel prices. There are likely more than a few people who haven't reached the delivery step just yet, though. This weekend is expected to be one of the year's busiest for shoppers as the run-up to the holidays is nearly out of runway. Our Mike Walker is braving the crowds at Yorkdale. Mike, any last-minute gift buying you need to get done? Well, Nathan, I'm notorious for leaving it until the last minute, but this year I started early and only have a few stocking stuffers, uh, stuffers left to buy. Yorkdale Mall is busy this evening, but not overcrowded, but it's expected to be especially busy tomorrow as this is the final weekend to get all your holiday shopping done with Christmas Eve next Saturday. Now this is known as Super Saturday. It's one of the busiest shopping days of the holiday season and it's expected to be a huge day for retailers. Now we have noticed many sales around the mall, some as high as 70% off, but retailers are expected to offer even more deals to try and lure shoppers who are also mindful of their spending because of record high inflation. We've been speaking with a lot of shoppers this evening who are trying to cross those last few names off their list. Here's what they had to say. Be, I think today is it until maybe next week during the week. I think I'm looking for sales or previous coupons I had. So. We're buying for our grandkids and uh, I'm buying for him and I think he's buying for me. You know, I'm not even thinking of inflation right now because it's holidays so you know, like, I don't want to, I, I really want to enjoy this time. Yeah. It's very calm, there are sales but uh, not like it used to be. But yes, shopping at this time of the year, I thought it'd be full but it's not. Super Saturday is tomorrow, and that, you know, traditionally has been when we've seen the most credit card and interact transactions go through the system. But what we found here is that really the holiday shopping has been spread out over a greater period of time. People started their shopping a little earlier. So yes, Yorkdale is busy, but it's comfortable busy. Now, along with the deals, many malls across the GTA are also operating with extended hours, so some chances to shop late if you have to. And if you do plan on doing your holiday shopping here at Yorkdale Mall, the tip from officials here is to arrive early tomorrow when the mall opens at 9 a.m. Reporting live, I'm Mike Walker. Michelle, back to you. Thanks, Mike. Glad to hear you're ahead of the game this year. Well, Christmas is just around the corner, and with that come many indoor gatherings. We have some tips to keep you and your family healthy over the holidays. That's coming up.
But first to our Lindsay Morrison now at a special indoor gathering tonight and a big evening for our Toy Mountain campaign. Lindsay. Michelle, this is a top secret location here at the CTV studio because tonight is a celebration. For the last month, we, the Salvation Army, and amazing members of our community have been very busy building a toy... Tonight, the campaign comes to an end, but it's not the last day to donate. So there's some good news there. The toys are flowing into the studio here. As mentioned, we have some very special guests joining us tonight. This part of the studio looks absolutely amazing. So many exciting things to share with you tonight. We, over the last month, have had young community members, kids, athletes. We've had entertainers all making donations to help us build this mountain of toys. And of course, we couldn't do it without the help of the Salvation Army. Glenn Van Gulick, our campaign comes to an end, but people can still donate. They sure can. Yeah, we're at the Friday, the last night of the event, but of course people can give and donate at all of those Toy Mountain locations right up until Christmas Eve, or you can donate online at toymountain.ca. The theme of this year's Toy Mountain campaign is more than a toy. And for our members of the community watching right now who helped us build this mountain of toys, give them an idea of how they're helping families in the GTA. Yeah, you're right. So much more than a toy. When you're making a donation into one of those toy bins or online, it's more than a toy that you're giving. You're helping a family. You're helping that child have a wonderful Christmas, of course, making sure parents can provide that Christmas for their children. Uh, but it's so much more. It's the weight off of, of a parent's uh, shoulders, um, dealing with food insecurity, some of the challenges with housing, whatever that might be. Um, but we know the cost of living has been rising. Groceries are costing more. And so this is making a big difference, helping all family members uh, through Toy Mountain. It's wonderful. Well, tonight is a celebration, and really it's a thank you to all of you who have been making a difference in our community. Lots more fun to come during this hour, but we, of course, have to talk about the weather. The weather much calmer today than it was yesterday. Let's begin with a look at the satellite and radar. Still some lingering showers and flurries in some areas, but in most areas it has, in fact, cleared out. Overnight tonight, we can expect the temperature to be on the cool side. Minus 4, wind chill of minus 9, and there are some snow squall watches in effect that I want to bring your attention to as we make our way into the day tomorrow. We'll go into further detail when it comes to your main weather forecast coming up. We are building a toy mountain and we're gonna have a great night. Nathan and Michelle, I'll send it back inside to you for now. Thank you, Lindsay. Crews spent much of the day at the site of a commercial fire in Brampton. Officials say it broke out inside a Vietnamese restaurant near Kennedy and Queen at around 10.30 this morning. No injuries reported and no word on a cause here. In Scarborough tonight, police are looking into the circumstances surrounding an early morning shooting at an apartment complex. The gun violence has left one person in hospital and neighbors concerned for their safety. CTV's Janice Golding reports. Police cars and a forensics truck sit outside a Scarborough high-rise. Police tape locking stairwells as officers investigate an overnight shooting. I woke up when I heard the gunshot. And then, then I went out to the balcony and then see what's going on. And then I heard the screaming. And so the screaming was just as loud as the, the, the gunshot. Donnie and Ronnie Fox live on the 15th floor just above where the shooting occurred. There was one, one floor down here and I heard her scream. And that was, that was all. That's, I never heard anything else past that. It was 4.45 a.m. when police received calls about a shooting in a hallway at Orden Park in Lawrence. When they arrived on scene, emergency workers discovered a man with life-threatening injuries. The victim was transported to a trauma center via an emergency run. 
Police say the man, who's in his early 20s, is now in stable but life-threatening condition. I'm sure there's going to be an investigation, and I think the whole community is waiting to hear what's going to happen, and we'll feel safer once that happens, right? No details about a suspect have been released. Janice Golding, CTV News. An appeal today for information in connection with the murder of a Kitchener man. Gavin deserves justice. My family deserves justice. Please come forward. Help us get some semblance of closure. I miss him like air. We all do. Gavin Daly's body was found by firefighters responding to a blaze at his apartment seven years ago. An autopsy showed the 23-year-old died of gunshot wounds in an apparent targeted attack. Waterloo Regional Police are now offering a $50,000 reward for information. Daly had previously lived in Ajax. Come Monday, there will be a new sheriff in town when Myron Demke was sworn in as Toronto's next top cop. CTV's Austin Delaney looks at the accomplishments of this new chief and his past. With just five years on the job and in the dead of the night, Constable Myron Demke faced the business end of a handgun, chasing an armed suspect between two houses. In the darkness, the 28-year-old cop heard a click, saved only because the bullet had not been properly loaded into the Glock. He was in great jeopardy. Had that gun been loaded and ready, ready and properly loaded, um, he had a problem. And so began a career that would see the St. Michael's College School grad rise through the ranks of the Toronto Police Service. The cameras are working and you're going to get caught, so don't do it. From a tough-talking detective to a compassionate investigator, bent on protecting innocent children fallen prey to sexual predators. It's important that people understand that this is happening to children all over the world. Casting a wide net over the criminal underworld. There are no borders for the criminal element. But if there is a stain on the chief designate's career, it can be found in the heart of Toronto's gay community, where in the year 2000, the Vice Squad raided the Pussy Palace, a licensed lesbian bathhouse. And Myron was heavily involved in that. In fact, he called himself the morality police uh, when he went in. And it wasn't just that people went into this bathhouse and raided it, but they stood, they watched people, they, they, they did really creepy things. So it's concerning to me that somebody with that track record was selected to be the next chief of police. The raid by five male plainclothes officers sparked outrage in the community. Critics at the time calling it nothing more than a police panty raid, laying only two charges under the Liquor Act. And unfortunately, time hasn't healed the wounds since 2000. We're here almost in 2023, and we've yet to see uh, a proper, uh, accountable apology for what happened in that Pussy Palace raid. The two charges were dropped. The court finding the raids were conducted in an unreasonable manner. Austin Delaney, CTV News. The provincial government won't be extending its staycation tax credit that expires this year. It allowed Ontario residents to claim 20% of accommodation expenses to encourage local travel. The Tourism Industry Association of Ontario recommends making the credit permanent, but Ontario's tourism minister says the measure was temporary to encourage pandemic recovery. Russia launched one of its biggest attacks since the start of the war today. More than 70 missiles were fired at cities in Ukraine, where authorities say most were shot down. But four people were killed, and the government was forced to temporarily implement emergency blackouts nationwide. 
Ottawa is loaning Ukraine $500 million from the sale of Canadian bonds in support of our ally. The world's largest cylindrical aquarium suddenly burst today in downtown Berlin. This is what the tank looked like before one million liters of water poured from it shortly before 6 a.m. local time. Hundreds of tropical fish also spilled out. About 300 people at a hotel in the building were evacuated and a number of retail outlets were damaged. There's no word yet on the cause. Canadian technology is going to play a key role in surveying 90% of the world's oceans, lakes and rivers. Engine ignition and liftoff. Liftoff of SWAT. This rocket lifted off this morning carrying a satellite that will collect data to help improve water management. A Canadian-made component of NASA's radar will generate pulses used to gather precise surface information. Canadians are also part of the science team. The SIU cleared police officers of any wrongdoing, but the grief and heartbreak for the Regis Korchinski Paquette family is still raw and painful. As Beth McDonnell reports, the family is gathering to mark their loss while also trying to make a difference for other families this holiday season. It's a family affair. More than 300 new toys collected for children in memory of 29-year-old Regis Korchinski Paquette. They think about her all the time. What do you miss about your daughter? Um, everything. <laughs> Christmas was uh, actually Regis's uh, favorite time of the year. So Christmas is just um, really hard on us right now. The family wants to keep her name alive and started a nonprofit, the Regis Forever Foundation, to help other families in need, whether it be from trauma, living with epilepsy, or searching for accountability. So we got like 50 of these teddy bears. They were donated by IATSE 873. The toys come from all over the city. Korchinski Paquette's dad's work, churches, and retail stores. An idea which came from her brother, Reese. It's their gift, right? He says his sister always made sure everyone in the family got a Christmas gift. She'd be very proud, very happy, knowing that we're doing something. Um, it's, Christmas isn't about receiving, right? It's about giving. Meanwhile, the Korchinski family hasn't given up their legal fight. They are pursuing other options, which they hope will move forward next year. In May 2020, police officers were in Korchinski Paquette's High Park apartment when she fell from the 24th floor of the building. Three months later, the SIU found no charges against officers were warranted. Korchinski Paquette's mother says she called police because her daughter was in mental distress. I wish I never ever made that phone call that day. That's um, the hardest thing I've ever did in my life. I didn't expect what happened to happen to my daughter. I'm very heartbroken. The family is giving out the toys to selected families tomorrow afternoon from 2 to 4 at Exotic Snacks on Queen Street West. More toy donations are welcome. There will also be food and a visit from Santa. I'm going to be an elf and all my little kids are going to be like little elves. So they're going to be helping when they're giving the gifts to the families. It's sad that um, Regis isn't here today because um, everyone that knew Regis loved her. Um, she was like an amazing person. What's it like to see everything on the table? It was this so great that we did it. And it's in 
loving memories of Regis. Regis was a very caring young lady who gave her heart out to people. We continue to be strong as a family, and we, you know, we pick each other up, and that's what she would want for us, you know? So by us doing this, it makes us feel good and makes us feel like, you know, we're doing something dedicated to her. The family doesn't want others to experience a loss like losing Korczynski Paquette. They're looking forward to giving back in her honor. Beth McDonnell, CTV News. Coming up, making the most of the off-season, Jay's prospect Irv Carter pays a special visit to Hull and Bloorview, spreading cheer and sharing a personal connection with the kids. And I'm Pat Foran. Coming up, it's Feedback Friday. Some viewers were surprised to find out there is no cooling off period when buying a car in Ontario. More people traveling down south say many beaches are filled with seaweed and a woman who had the catalytic converter stolen from her car got some good news. Feedback Friday is just ahead. Well, this year's Toy Mountain campaign has included some first-time donors and then also some very dear friends to the campaign. Carly Fraser is the president of the Toronto Area Ford Dealers, and you bring even more generosity with you tonight. Yes, thank you very much. This is our third donation for this year, and this check is for $40,000. We said this isn't your first donation in this campaign. Correct. So we have made a total donation of $75,000. And in addition to that, we've had very generous donations from our dealers, our customers, and some of our business partners, adding in another $25,000. To a total of $100,000. Absolutely amazing. Our Darcy Chismore, you've been a partner of Toy Mountain for a long time. How does it feel to be part of this campaign? You know, it feels great. Uh, this is our 13th year. And uh, our dealers work so hard to contribute back to the community. So it's, it's because of our dealers and their employees and our customers that we're able to do this. And uh, if we look at what Carly just announced, our toy count now in 13 years is 135,000 toys. And our financial donations is $797,000. We thank you, families around the GTA, thank you, and we're so happy you could be here tonight. Lots more to come on the show, including your weekend weather forecast. We are building a toy mountain. Well done, and we'll be right back after this. Tonight we have updates on our stories about a woman who had the catalytic converter cut off her car and seaweed piling up on beaches down south. And some viewers were surprised to find out there is no cooling off period once you sign a contract to buy a car in Ontario. Pat Forn joins us with Feedback Friday. Pat. Thanks, Nathan and Michelle. There is a cooling off period of 10 days when you sign a contract in your home, but that's not the case at a car dealership. While some viewers feel there should be, some in the industry say there are good reasons why there isn't. Charnelli Weze put a $2,000 deposit on a Dodge SUV to buy it, but a week later she changed her mind and no longer wanted the vehicle. She was shocked when the dealership kept her deposits. They're keeping the entire amount. Under Ontario law, there is no cooling off period for motor vehicle contracts. Norm wrote, the dealership has to prep the car, do a safety and can't sell it to anyone else. That's why the deposit is non-refundable. When Kalita DeYoung started her SUV one morning, it was obvious something was wrong. Whoa. <laughs> Pretty loud. Very loud. 
thieves had cut off the catalytic converter to sell it for the precious minerals inside. DeYoung needed her vehicle to get to work helping people with disabilities. The cost for repairs was more than $5,000, but after the story aired, a good Samaritan auto shop repaired her car for free. Oh, I was so happy. It was such a relief, such a such a weight off my shoulders. I'm super glad that I contacted CTV News. It worked out wonderfully. Brian Moore contacted CTV News after the wipers on his pickup truck quit working. The parts to repair the wiper motor are on back order, and he needs his truck to get to work. I don't know what else to do. Following our story, Ford got him a rental vehicle, and Moore just contacted us to say his wipers have now been fixed. They're now working. Thank you so much, CTV. You're amazing. I couldn't have done it without you. Lynn Weller went to Cancun, Mexico in August and said she was shocked to find the beaches there covered with tons and tons of smelly sargassum seaweed. The mass amounts of this, like it was very thick and wide and deep. Seaweed is prominent across Mexico from the spring to fall seasons as a natural occurrence, but it's also showing up in large quantities at other island destinations. Ian just sent in this photo of the beach from his vacation and said, This was the beach at our resort last week in Samana, Dominican Republic. Staff would work all day to remove the seaweed, but it would come in again overnight. And if you're someone who enjoys going to the beach on an island holiday, you may want to check with the resort about their seaweed situation. But even if it's fine one day, it could wash up on the beach overnight. On your side, I'm Pat Foran. If you have a consumer story idea, email us at alert at ctv.ca. Right, another shout out to Ford once again for that $40,000 donation. And there's more coming in from other generous donors on this special day. This is such an exciting night here at CTV. Lindsay, where you are, I think there are more toys than an actual toy store. So many generous donors who are donating to help us build this toy mountain. In fact, I have a group of them with me right now. Welcome to Best Buy. And Crystal, you brought so many toys in here that uh, we couldn't even fit them all in, in the studio. They're spread out throughout the entire studio. It's incredible. Over 6,500 toys donated this year. Incredible. You are absolutely amazing. You're a fantastic partner to us here at CTV's Toy Mountain. You also brought a monetary gift with you. We have a monetary gift of $5,000 for Toy Check that out. So wonderful to see you all and have you here at our secret studio here at CTV. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you as well, Lindsay. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you all so much. Wow, this is great. We have another special donation that's going to be made in just a moment, but we also have to talk a little bit about your weather forecast. I'm very happy to report that the weekend is looking a little calmer than the last couple of days. Let's get right to it. Weather is brought to you by Train, the most reliable heating and cooling brand. It's hard to stop a train. As we make our way through the night tonight, yeah, we're still dealing with this low pressure system that brought us the snow, the rain, the freezing rain yesterday. Here's a look at some of the numbers. Uh, the snow was a little more significant in eastern sections of Ontario, the rain significant downtown Toronto, and then freezing rain across southwest Ontario. We did see uh, some of those uh, trucks sliding on the highways, didn't we? Snowfall warnings are coming to an end in eastern parts of our province, but a heads up that we have snow squall watches in effect for Niagara, as well as the Bruce Peninsula and Perry Sound areas. You can see those squalls developing on the forecast radar. This is for tomorrow. There could be reduced visibility in some areas, and a accumulating snow once again. Less of a concern
concern for us in Toronto, we're expecting a mostly dry weekend with a few flurries moving in come Monday. Tomorrow's forecast daytime high is one degree, minus four the wind chill, and then your seven day forecast is looking like this. Once we get past the weekend, it's pretty quiet through the early part of next week. Chance of flurries on Monday. The winter solstice is Wednesday. I know it does feel like winter's been here for a couple of weeks now, doesn't it? And normally we don't focus too far on the long range forecast, but I do want to draw your attention to next Thursday and Friday for a potentially round two of a messy mix of rain and snow ahead of what we know is a very busy holiday weekend. So we're going to keep an eye on that one for you. We are here live. We're building a toy. Mountain. And I'm with my friends here at Park and Fly. Look how amazing they look tonight. And you brought a bus with you, uh, Frank. We did actually, Lindsay. And thanks again for uh, asking us to join you here tonight. So today, our, our big event uh, was last weekend. Um, we, we call it Stuff the Bus. It's our big fun event where we invite all our community members to come out and help donate a toy to, um, to the children's need. And if we have the cameraman going on board the, the shuttle bus, they'll see all the hundreds and hundreds of toys that we were able to collect over the day uh, event at the Toys R Us uh, facility in Mississauga. It is very impressive. How does it feel to be helping uh, build a mountain of toys and uh, help families here in the GTA? We love helping families in our community. We, we've done this for four years and we'll do it again next year. We're so happy to hear that. And if you're watching at home and you're wondering, is it too late for me to help? It's not too late. You can continue to donate up until December 21st. Head to toymountain.ca, click on Toronto. You'll find locations for drop-off bins. You'll also find a link if you'd like to make a monetary donation as well. And we'd also love to see your pictures if you're making a donation too, because hey, it's fun to help build a mountain of toys. And we're gonna be sharing some photos next week on our program. A big thank you to Park and Fly. Let's hear it for them. Yeah. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to, to CTV and Salvation Army. And again, this is all to build the biggest and, and largest toy mountain. Thank you so much. Nathan and Michelle, lots of fun here. For now, I'm going to send it back over to you in the other CTV studio. <laughs> Thank you so much, and thanks again. All right, the Toy Mountain campaign is coming to a close. But not before the generous contribution from two young brothers from Kingston. CTV's Kimberly Johnson has their story. You want that? Go for it. Yeah. Brothers Bradley and Link are picking out whatever they want at the rocking chair toy store in downtown Kingston. But just like the little elves they are dressed as, these toys will not be for themselves. To give back to the kids who in need. The seven and eight-year-old Kingston brothers have spent months raising money for this shopping spree to buy toys for Toy Mountain and the Salvation Army. This is my favorite toy. The boys began collecting bottles and cans in July around their home on the Canadian Forces military base. When they decided that they wanted to do something with the, the money that we earned through, uh, through those empties, it made me feel good, but uh, I'm proud of them. Like at seven and eight, to already be selfless like that, that's pretty impressive. After word of mouth spread, people all over the city began to donate. The $1,000 gold doubled, and by December they had... 2000 
promising to match their donation, veteran and current realtor Martin Olette brought the total to $5,000. The Salvation Army says that will help about 60 children open gifts on Christmas Day. The boy's father has been a member of the Canadian Forces for 18 years. Olette says he can see the family's military service in the boys. It's never about one person. It's all about, about together we can achieve more. Uh, don't let nobody down. Money is not the thing. It's the gesture and it's the impact. So I think they're going for an, an amazing journey for their whole life. Picking out their favorite things. Their parents say you can see their personalities shine through. Link is definitely stuffy, stuffy, yes. stuffy. They're, they're definitely buying according to their hearts. <laughs> Last one. The boys ready to make a difference. Excited. Happy. Kimberly Johnson, CTV News, Kingston. Also tonight, to gather or not to gather, does the surge in respiratory illnesses have you rethinking all of your wonderful holiday plans? The experts weigh in just ahead. As families and friends gather this holiday season, it's under a bit of uncertainty once again with respiratory illnesses surging across the province. Even as Ontario's top doctors suggest the peak may have passed, local officials warn they're still seeing a spike. CTV's Allison Hurst reports. In the lead up to the holidays, many are taking extra precautions amid a surge of patients in hospital. I'd rather save than sorry, to be honest. Jennifer Nguyen is not taking any chances by gathering with family over the holidays. I got to decorate my room and then I also have a Zoom call with also my friend and my family so that we can have like Christmas ride together. Everyone knows kind of online. This is the first holiday season since 2019 without recommended restrictions. And Ontario's top doctor gave some hope for a more normal Christmas when he suggested the province's flu season had already peaked. I have not been able to travel the past two Christmases, so this is the year. Excited to see family. To be able to gather with our family, obviously, yeah. but we'll do what's safe. Doctors say we're not out of the woods just yet. We know we're entering the holiday season. We know there's going to be innumerable gatherings. We know this is a perfect opportunity for viruses to, to be transmitted. And suggest it's too soon to say the peak is past. These viruses are always around in the wintertime and uh, we usually see the highest levels of infection January through March. Canada's chief public health officer says there are indicators Ontario's influenza cases have peaked, but it wouldn't take much to tip the scales. I think we do have to be quite careful because of just how busy these emergency rooms, hospitals and ICUs are. It doesn't take much for them to be overwhelmed. Jody Clark is planning a smaller family gathering this year. I think we're trying to make it normal, yeah. Everyone's um, fed up and is moving on and most important thing is to be with family. So you know, if we can try to contain it in a safe environment, I think that's the best way to do it. A cautious approach while still marking the holiday. Alison Hurst, CTV News, Toronto. A couple who arrived in Canada from Ukraine just a couple of months ago is starring in a one-night-only performance of the Christmas classic, The Nutcracker. Our Nutcracker, it's about, it's about your first love. So it's a performance uh, where uh, small Clara dreams about her prince. So it's uh, Christmas time, it's a time for... Uh, miracles. miracles, a good time for children and uh, for family. 
Vlad Romashenko plays the Nutcracker Prince opposite his wife, Olga Posternak, in the ballet, but put on by the Stepanova Ballet Company, or Academy, make that. It's being done at Meridian Hall on Front Street tomorrow night only. Tickets are available through torontoballet.ca, and parts of the proceeds from the performance will go towards Ukraine relief. Stars Tonight is brought to you by Lastman's Bad Boy. Who's better? Nobody. After the break, we catch up with Jay's prospect, Irv Carter, who paid a special visit to Holland Bloorview Kids Rehabilitation Hospital today. Why the young baseball talent is compelled to devote his time to children facing health struggles. Healthy Holiday Baking, Monday on CP24 Breakfast. How to make nutritious treats to serve at your festive feast. CP24 Breakfast, where Toronto gets its everything every morning. There's a issue on transit regarding violence, harassment, other issues, and we want the TTC to do what it can to try to address these problems. Updating our top stories, transit officials in the city say they're working to solve a recent spate of violence on the TTC. The latest incident Thursday when police say a man randomly attacked two people at Kennedy Station. We're buying for our grandkids, and uh, I'm buying for him, and I think he's buying for me. We're buying for each other. Oh, nice. Also, shoppers getting in some last-minute panic buying this weekend. Analysts expect the next two days to be some of the busiest of the year for retailers as we near the holidays. This is pretty much normal for Aurelia. And the conditions are good now, but not before a lot of digging out for people in the east of the GTA following Thursday's storm. On the markets, the Canadian dollar was down a fraction to 73.04 U.S. Oil lost a buck 82 to close at 74.29 U.S. a barrel, and the TSX composite dropped 157 points to end the day at 19,443. Point nine to go, looking for a steal. The Raptors will try to put the brakes on their losing skid tonight when they host the Brooklyn Nets. Toronto has dropped three straight, including Wednesday's loss to Sacramento. The Raps are in tough, too, facing a hot Nets squad that has won eight of its last nine. Tip-off is at 7.30. No action for the Blue Jays tonight, obviously, at least not on the field. But off of it, one member of the organization is pitching in to help make some dreams come true ahead of the holidays. Here's Scott Lightfoot with the story. He's not Santa, but he's becoming an annual Christmas visitor here at Holland Bloorview Kids Rehabilitation Hospital. Blue Jays prospect Irv Carter stopped by the hospital this morning meeting with kids like Katie, who he met here last December. Super excited. I mean, it's a great combination. She loves the Blue Jays. She met Irv last year and they've really stayed in touch this year. She thinks he's so great and he's been good to her. Carter has a connection to kids like those helped by Holland Bloorview. His sister endured dozens of operations as a child and spent time in a similar facility. It was tough, you know what I'm saying? Uh, my sister uh, was born with a condition called venous malformation. She's gone, she's probably gone through over 27 surgeries. So just seeing that firsthand has really just played a, a big part on my life. So um, when it came around, Christmas time, you know, my family and I have always just had the tradition of going to hospitals and giving back around this time. So when I got drafted by Toronto, it was like, you know what, like, let's just, you know, keep our same tradition, but move the location to Toronto. And that family tradition includes the young pitcher's parents, who were as excited as he was to make the trip. Couldn't wait, couldn't wait. It was uh, probably the, the biggest thing on our list of things to do this year is to get back Absolutely. up to Toronto. 
yes. And here at Holland Bloor View, they're doing such wonderful things for kids. I mean, it's amazing. For the hospital, it's a bond formed with an up-and-coming Blue Jay before he even makes Toronto his home. He's just so engaged with our kids. He gets right in there and plays with them and talks to them and is completely comfortable. Um, it means an awful lot to us to have him here. And for Carter, it's just a chance to remember what it's like to be a kid. You could really get caught up in life, but at the end of the day, you're, you're still a kid. I just turned 20 years old, so I'm still a kid, just like these these guys are still kids. Everyone's still trying to have fun. So, you know, just give, if I could spread my light and my joy and share with these kids, that's everything for me. Scott Lightfoot, CTV News. Tonight, Elon Musk called out over his own pledge for a free speech social media platform. The move sets a dangerous precedent. Searing condemnation after select journalists are suspended from Twitter. Later on CTV National News. Toronto is one of the most vibrant, diverse, and interesting cities on the planet. We're a world leader in many areas like business, finance, technology, entertainment, and culture. Each week, Things to Know TO shines a spotlight on a wide variety of local businesses, services, events, and initiatives from across the GTA that are working to make our city even greater. And one of the world's best places to live, work, and play. Join us Saturday mornings for Things to Know TO. Well, how about this? They've unleashed Nathan, Pat, and I from behind the desk. And as you've been seeing this hour, it is our Toy Mountain finale. If you've been watching, you know for the past four weeks, Lindsay, Andrea, Michelle, alongside the Salvation Army, the Toy Mountain team, have been crisscrossing the GTA, collecting thousands of toys from generous businesses and companies. And of course, you are oh-so-generous viewers. Yeah, without your generosity, this is not possible. And I mean, look at this mountain of toys Literally, great work, we're so proud of you, and we just can't say thank you enough. Lindsay. Well, we're gonna try one thank you, and it's to the Salvation Army. Uh, Glenn Van Gulick, this has been an incredible campaign, and you have some exciting numbers to share with us. We do, and you know what, it is a privilege for the Salvation Army. Donors generate, uh, donate their toys generously to the Salvation Army, but we're the middlemen in this. We get, to, we get to do the work, and it's such a joy for us, but we've been able to support 66,047 children through this campaign. Absolutely wonderful, and their families as well. So a, a great, uh, a great outcome for this campaign this year. That is absolutely amazing. Everyone should be so proud of themselves. Anybody who gave to this campaign, it's been a lot of fun the last month or so being a part of this. I think one more time, we should do it, shouldn't we all? Yes. We should talk about how we're building a toy mountain. mountain. Woo! It's been a I just, I just can't help but think, we know, we report in the news about this all the time, inflation, it's hard to put food on the table, let alone, you know, meet kids and their Christmas list. And so you can't help but think at how these families are really getting a leg up this year, being able to really have kids have a fabulous Christmas morning and make memories. I mean, those are some of my biggest Christmas memories. I don't know about you. It's it's coming down on Christmas morning and seeing everything that you asked Santa for. For sure. And you definitely want a toy. You want something that's wrapped under the tree. So it really is touching and it makes such a huge difference when you actually get toys. I'm wondering, Pat, if that's the kind of toy you like to wake up to on well, Christmas morning. I, I just took this from the pile. I'll be putting it back. But I'll be picking up some toys for Toy Mountain. I just want to thank everyone for their generosity and for Lindsay and the crew who've done a wonderful job with this campaign. It's so great and thank you so much for donating all these 
wonderful toys. Woo! And I think, so obviously it's very clear our toy mountain has come to life. Yes. But the giving is not over yet, right? It's not. No, you can donate right up until December 24th. So all of those Toy Mountain locations on toymountain.ca, visit. You can drop off your toys or make an online donation right up until December 24th. And we'll be working hard to get those gifts out to all those families. Interestingly enough, we've mentioned it a few times, but there are certain age groups that need a little more help than others. So for anybody hoping to do a little last minute shopping this weekend, what sort of age group should they be thinking of? Definitely the 10 to 13 year olds. That's always a tough age thinking about what they might want. Uh, and newborns. Newborns is another age that uh, we're always looking for toys. So if you're out there shopping tonight, tomorrow, this weekend, please make a donation to Toy Mountain. And Glenn, how does it work? So I know some of the toys are going to start going out soon. Yes. Oh, they've been going out. They've been going out ever since the end of November. So uh, all those toys, even the ones at Best Buy and all of the crew here at Park and Fly, Park they've and been Buy. donating here. Um, all those toys will go to our warehouse. They'll get sorted by volunteers. And those toys will go out to our Salvation Army locations where families are going to be coming by. They've got scheduled appointments to pick them up so that on Christmas morning, those kids will have a, a gift under the tree. And how impressed are you with the generosity? Because there's so much talk about inflation and how tough it is for people on a daily basis and they really came through. You're right yeah the cost of living is going up gas prices cost of groceries all of these things so a weight lifted off parents shoulders but you're so true every single year we aren't surprised by it but we're so deeply grateful for it the, the generosity of the community rallying together to help each other. I know that you witnessed a couple of the donations that were made tonight we just want to give one more shout out to our Toronto area Ford dealers for their ongoing generosity in our campaign. Another shout out to Best Buy. They've been absolutely amazing. They brought so many toys today, we couldn't even fit them in the studio. And over there, we have our friends from Park and Fly. So much fun. Look at the spirit. They dressed up just for the occasion. I know. And of course, our viewers, thousands and thousands of people. I think Toy Mountain has become a big part of just people's family tradition. Maybe you, you go out with the kids, you pick up toys for them, but then also they pick one for a child. And it really makes them feel good about themselves that they're doing something. So true. And we've had so many children. We actually had a story earlier this week. Two young boys, seven years old, that actually did a bottle drive in order to donate $2,500 to Toy Mountain. So again, it's that, that community, families passing on a tradition. What a great way to celebrate the holidays by giving to others. Well, let's celebrate one more time. We're building a toy mountain. Wonderful we year. We leave you now with the sounds of the Salvation Army. Have the band. Have a wonderful evening, and thank you so much.